Thou art worthy, mighty God. Thou art worthy, Abba, We don't know that song. Do we know this song? If you know it, let me see your hand. Oh, okay. Only three of us. All right, praise the Lord. So we started looking at intimacy with God. And we looked at the first part from the Old Testament. So quickly, I will just do like a summary of that first part. Please, can you bring this? I think all the scriptures are still there. I don't need to write my text. I'll just confirm from where it is. Amen. I don't want to see any hand like this. <laughs> now, can we stand on our feet and just shout seven loud hallelujahs unto the Lord? Are we ready? One, two, go. No, that was for yourself. One, two, go. Hallelujah! Two. Hallelujah! 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 And then the last one. Hallelujah! 
amen from you. Yeah. Uh-uh. We have seated. Praise the Lord. So you can see the scriptures on the board. We started looking at intimacy with God. And we took our text from, or rather our main theme from the Old Testament was in Exodus 33, from verses 7 to 11. Where is, is, <clears throat> bro, Fred, did he go out? Exodus 33, from verse 7 to 11. Let's just read it. We look, we took cases from scripture. We saw intimacy with God from Moses. Then we saw Abraham. Then we continued. So let's take just that one in Exodus seven from verse seven please can you come like this come a little bit like that is there a new king james okay and moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp afar off from the camp and called it the tabernacle of congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of congregation, which was without the camp. And it came to pass when Moses went out unto the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, that the cloudy pillar, what is called the cloudy pillar, is what is referred to as the Shekinah glory, the Shekinah glory, the physical manifest presence of God, will literally descend. So the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. Ten. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent. Please, can you give me the amplified of that one? Okay. Okay, pillar of cloud. Okay, give me NLT. Okay, cloud. So when the people saw the cloud, okay, standing at the entrance of the tent, they will stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Yes? Inside the tent of meeting, everybody pay attention to this verse 11. Inside, if I let's read it together, everybody want to go?
Amen. So we saw the Lord speaking face to face with Moses. Face to face, despite what anybody tried to say that it was not face to face, the Bible said face to face. Whether it was a form or whatever, it was face to At least that form was so evident that a face was recognizable. Okay, maybe the details of the face was not too thin because the Bible said nobody shall see his face and live. Okay, but he spoke to him face to face. I can imagine maybe that something covered his face. Maybe a cloud or something covered the face of the Lord. But he spoke to him. If I talk to you like this, even if something covers my face, it's still face to face we are talking. Okay? But praise the Lord. And then we saw from here that even though the whole of Israel, there were circles. Now, the outer circle was the entire congregation. If you go to Exodus 24 and all that, you see that the entire congregation, when the Lord manifested, they were afraid. And then, as he went down, then he come to a second circle that was the 70 elders. The 70 elders okay, saw the appearance of the Lord, and what they did was to eat and drink. Amen? You remember? Uh-huh. As they saw the Lord, they were eat and drink. Okay, give us Exodus 24, verse 7 to 11. Let's look at it. Exodus 24, 7 to 11. He said, and he took the book of the covenant and read it in the audience of the people. And they said, all the Lord has said we will do and be obedient. Yes, continue. Okay. Yeah, start from 9. 24, 9 to 11. Uh, 9. And then the then went up Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel. Amen. Amen. Apart from Moses, there was Aaron. There was Nadab, there was Abihu, and then plus the 70 elders of Israel. So these ones went up, yes? He said, and they saw the God of Israel. Are you with me? And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. And as it were, the body of heaven in his, in his clearness. Yes, continue. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hands. Also they saw God, and they did eat and drink. In this second group, after seeing God, all they could think of was eating and drinking. It had no effect on them. At least they had a closer, at least they were more intimate somehow. They had a closer at least they saw God. You know, the rest of the congregation saw fire, saw thunder on top of the mountain. But this one, at least they saw, they saw the sapphire. They saw it was under his feet. But after being in the presence of God like that, what it ministered was food and drink. 
So these are levels of intimacy. And then we went to the third circle now, verses 24, verses 13 and 14. Give us 13 and 14. And we said that the higher up the mountain, the fewer the people. Okay? In verses 13. And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua. And Moses went up into the mount of God. So now, it was 73 before. That's apart from Moses. Okay, there was Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and then the 70 elders. Now, it has reduced to just Moses and Joshua. Amen? And they went up. Yes, 14. And he said unto the elders, Tarry ye here for us, until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron, Hor, are with you. If any man have any matter to do, let him come unto them. As you go higher, there is a separation. Amen? There is a separation. Certain things will have to leave. And then we saw the last, the fourth circle there. If you go to Exodus okay, 24, verses 15 to 18, the same Exodus 15. And, then, and Moses now, at a certain point, okay, Joshua too had to rest. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. Yes? And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day, he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Who is the he that called unto Moses? Who? The Lord. Uh -huh. Continue. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Not in the eyes of Moses, though. in the eyes of the children of Israel. Yeah, continue. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. Okay, talking with the Lord. Amen. And then we read those scriptures that talked about how the Lord spoke to him face to face. And how the Lord put him in the cleft of the rock. Give us 33 verse 11. Or maybe we should start from 32. But let's say 33 verse 11. He said, please. He said, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friends. Please do not be carried away with okay, words. Okay? Embellishment of words. Take the scripture as it is. He said face to face. As a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into his camp. Now let's go to Exodus 32 verse 10. He said, now therefore let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them that I may consume them and I will make of thee a great generation or a great nation. No, stop there. And then Moses had to intercede for the people. So here we see what qualified Moses because the thing is that some people will tell you it is God that decided not to like some people. No. No. You know that God knows all of us, and there are some characters in people that disqualifies them. 
from that type of intimacy with God. Amen? What disqualified the general assembly was that they saw God as a consuming fire. And they called Moses. They said, hey, go. Anything he, he tells you, come, we will agree. But for us, let us stay here. Amen? What disqualified the 70 was that after seeing the first introduction, I call it introduction to seeing God. As they passed through that course, the only thing that he ministered to them was food and drink after. Eh? Yes. And it must have been what was in their mind. So, after having that introduction, they decided to rejoice. They have seen God eat meat and drink. And the Bible said that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It is righteousness. It is peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, I'm not going through everything we did last week. This was just like uh, to bring us up to date. We said that today we'll look at it from the New Testament. This was an example from the Old Testament. So let's look at Jesus and his disciples. Let's look at the relationship. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1. So, I don't have anyone to write for me, so... And I don't want to bother so much about writing. So, I will dictate. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1, we see the first case. We see the 70 disciples. He said, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and send them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. So there was a congregation of 70. Amen. Okay, but you see this congregation of 70, none of them were, they were not as close as the 12. Amen. Amen. Because, you know, there was a question we asked last week. We said, if the Bible were to be written this time, which group would you fall into? Amen. Would you fall into the General Assembly? Or would you fall into the 70 after seeing the Lord? All they can think about is eating and drinking. Or would you fall into the 70 in the New Testament? Now, let's go to the next group. In Luke chapter 6, the book of Luke is so interesting. The accounts of the Lord in the book of Luke are so interesting. Luke chapter 6, verses 12 to 13. He said, now in those days, it occurred that he went up into a mountain to pray and spent the whole night in prayer to God. Yes, verse 13. And when it was day, he summoned his disciples and selected from them twelve. So out of the many, out of the 70, out of all, after praying, you see, he didn't cast lots. Amen? And that was the problem that the disciples had. After Judas, after the son of perdition died, when they now wanted to complete 12, they prayed and they cast lots. 
and the cast lots, and he fell on who? Who was the person that replaced? Matthias. And after that place, did you ever hear of Matthias again? So later, the Lord had to select the 12th apostle. Who was the 12th apostle? Paul. The Lord himself, okay, chose his own, not Matthias. Amen. So after prayer, after prayer, whenever you need to make any selection, there must be prayer. Every other thing you try to do with your knowledge may get you into trouble. Pray through. You see, after a night of prayer, when it was day, he summoned his disciples and he selected from them 12, whom he now named apostles, special messengers. Amen. It doesn't mean that the 70 were not important to. And it implies in no way this categorization in no way implies that some are more important than... No, that's not what we're saying today. We're just showing the different levels of, of closeness. Amen. Now, these 12 now were with him day and night. These 12 now saw his lifestyle. These 12 were always there. Let's read another scripture. Let's look at Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 19. It's a little bit more detailed. Mark 3, 13 to 19. Mark 3. I didn't say Mark chapter 13, verse 19. Mark 3, 13 to 19. See? And he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would. And they came unto him, yes? And he ordained twelve that they should be with him. Everybody say that with me. Want to go? That they should be with him. And that he might send them forth to preach. The first thing before anyone is sent out, the person must be with him. If you don't be with him, then what are you going out to preach? Be with him. Be intimate with him. He said that they might be with him. Yes, go forth. He said... And he ordained 12 that. Go back to that 14. Okay, that he might send them out to preach, yes. And to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils, yes. And then he started naming them. And Simon, his son named Peter. And James, the son of Zebedee. And John, the brother of James, that's the brother. And he surnamed them the Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder. And Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus and, and Thaddeus and, and Simon the Canaanite. And Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. And they went into a Praise the Lord. Verse 14, he said that they might be with him. 
Mark chapter 6, verse 7. So, there are so many references about the calling of the twelve. Here's another one. He said, and he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth two by two, and he gave them power. So, he calls that they might be with him, and he gives them power, and he empowers the people. Amen. Okay. okay. But there was something about the twelve. Go to Matthew 19, verse okay, 28. That the 70 did not, he didn't say about the 70. Go to Matthew 19, verse 28. Say, and Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that which have followed me, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. There were no 70 thrones. You see, the closer and the more intimate we get, the more beneficial it is for us. Give me Amplified, because let's understand this regeneration. Amplified. He said, and Jesus said unto them, Truly I say to you, in the new age, the messianic rebirth of the world, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, ye shall, ye who have become my disciples, sided with my party and followed me, will also sit on 12 thrones and judge the 12 tribes of Israel. Please give me the NLT. This one said, He said, Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that when the world is made new, and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne. You, who have become my followers, will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. You also find it in Luke. Okay, but let's go to Revelation chapter 21 because of time. Revelation 21, verse 14. Revelation 21, verse 14. It says, The wall of the city had 12 foundation stones, and on them were written the names of the 70 apostles. Eh? Written the name of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. This was a closer relationship. This was, okay suffered more with him. This one's went through everything he went through. Praise the Lord. So from here we see that the, clo the 12 were closer than the 70. Let's look at Luke 22, verses 24 to 30. Luke 22. 24 to 30. Is it on the screen? He said, and they began to argue amongst them 
about who will be the greatest amongst them. And Jesus told you, in this world, the kings and the great men lord it over their people. Yet they are called friends of the people. He said, but among you, it will, it will be different. Those who are greatest among you should take the lowest rank and the leader should be like a servant, yes? He said, for whether is greater, he that seated at meat or he that serveth, is not he that seated at meat, but I am among you as he that serveth. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. And I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father had appointed unto me. 30. He said that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Why did we have to read from verse 22? You see that the 12 had more in-depth teaching than the 70. Amen? It was the 12 he was now teaching the one who is greatest amongst you will be the least. The 70 had they were not part of that audience. It was this one that he grew more. Meaning the closer you get the closer you get, the more intimate you get the more deeper revelations of the world that will be opened unto you. Amen? Please, if you're feeling sleepy this early morning, can you just manage, just go behind and be walking around. We will behave as if we don't know. But I'm seeing your eyes, or your eyes, because there are many eyes I'm looking at. They are all quarter past four. They are all, they are all 15 minutes, 15 minutes. What is happening this early morning? Amen. Please, please don't make me call your names, Biko. Hmm? So, the closer, if you desire to know more, then get more intimate. Get closer. He will reveal things to you. The word will be revealed in more in-depth meaning to you. Amen. So let's go to the next circle. So after that, we find the circle that we see in Matthew 17, 1 to 8. Matthew 17, 1 to 8. We see the circle of Peter, James, and John. The circle of three. It says six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. You see, now, it was not the twelve now. It was just three people. Yes, two. And the men watched. Jesus, is it, as the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed or transfigured so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter blotted out, 
Lord, it is wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said, but even as he spoke, a bright cloud came over them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. And Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And they looked and they saw only Jesus. The twelve were not part of this. It was now just three. The most impulsive of them all, Peter. And then the two sons of Zebedee that were so ambitious. One wanted to sit on his right and one wanted to sit on his left. Okay, but those things were born out of love. Why else would they want to sit closest to him? It was their own expression of their love. Well, we may call it selfish, but this one say, ah, in the kingdom, I want to stay this side, though. This, I want to stay the other side. They wanted to be closest. And the Lord looked beyond and looked into their heart. I said, this too, God. And then when he called them sons of thunder, he was referring to their previous character. Okay, but that thunder can be transformed and those two became thunderous for the gospel. Along with Peter. These three saw what the others didn't see. The others read about Moses and Elijah, but these ones saw Moses and Elijah. These ones heard the voice again from heaven. You know, that voice had spoken the first time as Jesus submitted to authority to be baptized a voice announced him from heaven and announced him to the whole world that was there at that time and the voice spoke again at the Mount of Transfiguration imagine the effect he had on them so much you know you know Peter was impulsive he didn't know what to say for lack of what he said let us build three tabernacles here one for you one for Moses one for Elijah let us remain here let's not go back again I'm telling you, in the presence of God, there are things you see and you're dumbfounded. You won't know what to say. There are things you see that will blow your mortal mind. Literally blow your mind. So this was the circle of three. No, we have traced them from 70 to 12 to now 3. And then we'll find... Now, look at this again. In Mark chapter 5, from verse 36 to 42, let's look at Mark. So this tree, he had a penchant of picking this tree. In another place, he picked four because he picked the brother of a Peter. Okay, he took Andrew along in Luke. In Mark chapter 5, 
36. And Jesus, now, this was Jairus' daughter. Now, Jesus came there with the whole disciples. He said, but Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith, yes? And Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John. Yes. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. And he went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She is only asleep. And the crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. And holding her hand, he said to her, Talita kum, which means, little girl, get up. Yes, 42. And the girl, who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around and they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. There were some miracles that only these three saw. It was the higher level of their training due to the intimacy, due to the love. This was we are separated. But I want to ask you, between the 70, the 12, and these three, did any one of them have two heads? Is there any one of them that had maybe three feet or four feet? Is there any one of them that had maybe uh, six fingers and six toes? No. No. They were all men of like passion. But what separated them was their passion for the master. You are only as close to God as much as you yourself in your heart. You desire and you test and you hunger for. God will only reveal himself to you as much as you yourself hunger and test for. You know, the hunger and the test is not in words. People say, I hunger for you, Lord. And then they sing that song, I test for you. But does your character show hunger and test? On Sunday, we all sing beautiful songs. But when it now comes down to the weekly meeting, when it now comes down to evangelism, when it now comes down to the nitty-gritty, you see only a few. Those are the ones who are really hungry and thirsty for the things of God. Others come to me. If you go to the synagogue on the day of prayer, you will see ah, all Jews there in the synagogue. As long as you're a Jew, they don't miss the synagogue. On the day of Sabbath, they all show up. But how many of them will now make out way to seek the Lord like that one that went to seek him by night? How much okay, more effort do you go? As we're coming, okay, since yesterday we've been listening to a particular artist. And I told Nanima, I said, this guy knows the scripture. If you listen to his song as if you're reading books on the Bible. So you can imagine how much energy and time this guy must have put in to study the scripture, to find out 
in the song. Okay, he's telling you about the Hebrew translation. He's telling you the Greek translation in the song of the words of the Bible. This guy has started to show himself approved. But that is different from, Lord, I thirst for you. I thirst. You may even sing and cry. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I and you go back home and you don't make any effort to prove to him that you really hunger and thirst for him. No, I'm, I'm serious. This is not a laughing matter. It's not a matter of laughter. You see, the Muslims pray how many times a day? Their God is dead. They pray how many times a day? Five times. Please. Okay, how many of us pray five times in a day? And they pray to a God that is dead. They show more devotion to that idol. They have so much love for that idol. Okay, but we that have the real thing, how much time do you set apart to seek him, to talk to him, to hear his word? How much time? We are, of all the faiths, we are the ones that are least devoted. And we call ourselves Christian. No, we have the living God. What? And that is why it is lost to this generation. No devotion. The word devotion is not there. If I say devotion, I don't mean carrying a book called a devotional. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean devotion to a God. Devotion to God. All the generals we read about. I was reading about Catherine Coleman. I saw some of his videos. I saw one that she was speaking. She said, a lot of youths just surrounded her. And they knelt down. They said, just lay your hands on us. We want the anointing that is on you. And she looked at them and she laughed. You say, even if I lay my hands till tomorrow, if you're not ready to pay the price, nothing will happen. Are you ready to pay the price? Catherine Kuman had a very difficult life. Let me use the word difficult. You see, the closer you get to God, the less you have time to chat. The less you have time to live what the world will call a normal life. In fact, the world will look at you and say, this guy is strange. This guy is abnormal. Because getting to know God demands separation. You cannot mingle. You can't mingle seed. There was a time in my life when I went to... I went for SSA meeting. And some young men there gathered. Mr. Archie, you don't come to you don't come to staff club. We never see you. You know, you're always in church. Oh, you're at home. Come outside. Let's I said, when will I have time to finish here? I don't have that time. I don't consider it is not important to me. I don't have that time. I am still trying to find more time for the things of God. Then I will have time for staff club to go. He said, just come, wait at the kawai. Eh? I said, mm, no, we are not tare. We are not doing tare. 
This is not a matter of monetary. I am still trying to find more time to give to God. And you're asking me to come and sit down there and eat meat and then play game. I don't have that time. The little time I have, if I get home, I have children. I give it to my family. Is that not so? Those are priorities. And then one day my phone rang. Green. I said, who is it? He said, ah, Mr. Chisney. Ah, I come to staff club. I want to buy you uh, chicken and drink. If it's you, because of long growth of chicken. I said, thank you. He said, come now, you. Just come and hang out. I said, I'm going to church. If you want to see me, come to church. He said, no, no, it is not church matter. Okay, go to church. I've come to church, let's see. Now, forget about coming to church. Because not even coming to church that we're talking about. It's a time you devote in the secret place. If God were to reveal the kind of oil and fire that is in our secret place, you will see that some people's own, it is a beggarly light that is about to go off that is in our secret place. There is no fire upon the altar. You see, the prayer you pray in church on Sunday is not enough. It is the one in the secret place that carries you. Yes, this one will help. Yes, yeah, you may receive miracles. Yes, but you see, Israel okay, saw his works. Israel saw the miracles. They didn't see miracles. They saw manna. They saw the divine of the Red Sea. But still, a lot of the generation were destroyed. It is, it is the knowing of his character. And you know somebody's character only by being intimate with the person. Is that not true? If somebody comes and tells me now, there was a day somebody in school was telling me something. I didn't allow him to finish. He just made the first. And I don't know why he came to tell me. He just made the first book sentence and I hushed him. I said, hmm, stop. Because he was trying to discuss somebody amongst us. I won't call the person. I said, hmm, I know this person you're talking about. The person you're talking about cannot do that. He said, why did I even tell you? Now, uh, uh, if we attend the same church, you will defend it. I said, nonsense, you're a liar. I know this person. It is not a matter of attending the same church. I know the character of this. I said, if you want, come now, let me call this person. Let's sit face to face. So that you say, he said, no, no, no. I don't want to discuss it face to face. I said, then you're a liar. You're a liar. Because anything you cannot say in the front of another person, please don't say it behind you're a liar. He said, why are you insulting me? I said, no, you insulted yourself. You lied. And you're trying to sell me a lie. And you want to force me to believe your lie. I have refused. I said, carry your lie and go. And anyway, repeat it. If I'm in that congregation, I will stand up and tell the congregation that you're lying. Because I asked you, let's call this person face to face so that you say it again. And you said no. Praise the Lord. You can take down Luke chapter 8, verses 51 to 55. All the things that the circle of three witnessed that the others didn't witness. John chapter 1, verse 14, as I start to round up, it's already 10. John chapter 1, verse 14. It says what? 
He says, and the word was made flesh. Now, who wrote this book of John? It was John. So you see, John saw something and he was reporting it. He said, and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory. John was talking about the glory that was revealed at the transfiguration. I looked up this place in the Hebrew translation. It was the glory. That was what it was. He said, and we beheld his glory. We beheld. Not the other... All the other Gospels did not say this. It was John that wrote this word. Say, I was there. I was at that mount. We, me, Peter, and my brother, we beheld his glory. If, if you read John 1, there is a way, John chapter 1 introduced Jesus that the others didn't talk about. He came for a, a deeper knowledge of him. And that's why usually we tell new believers to read the book of John first. Because this one knew him differently. Say, and we beheld the glory. He said, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. See, there's something that happens to you when you come to know something. You speak with boldness. Is that not what happens? But if you're not too sure, you, even when you're talking about you, you'll be praying that nobody should ask you a question about that thing because you know you cannot defend yourself. But this one is a categorical statement. And we beheld. He said, I didn't just hear. I saw. I saw that glory. If you go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Let us hear what Peter had to say after being in that. He said, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his what? Majesty. Majesty is glory. Peter said, I was an eyewitness. I was at that mount. I saw it. It's only the book of James I have not finished going through to find out where James wrote his own. Praise the Lord. Matthew 26. Verse 37. I'll just read just three more scriptures. I'll end. Matthew 26, verse 37. Get closer to him and know him for sure. He said, and he took with him Peter. And the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Even in his passion, he still took those three. Even when he was sorrowing for his death, he still took those three. It was those three that saw him the way he was. If the Bible were to be written now, where would you be? Would you be in the 70? Or where do you want to be? You want to be in the 12th? 
or would you want to be amongst the three? Now, even among the three, there was still one. Mark chapter 3, verse 35. You see, he finally got what he wanted here on earth, even though he didn't get it in heaven. He said, for whosoever shall say, shall do, no, this is not the reference I'm looking for. It means I got it wrong. Looking for the one that leaned on his breast. It cannot be Mark 3. Mark 3 was at the very beginning. It was at the, at the, as they were eating the last supper. Uh, it was at the last supper. Please, can we find that place? When Peter said something, and the one who leaned on his breast now asked him. Sir? Mm. It should be Yes, it should also be in John. Okay, I can't find it now. Please, has anybody seen it? Okay, John 13. Okay, start from 24. It said, now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom One of his disciples, yes, from verse 23. One of his disciples whom Jesus loved. This was one of the two that wanted to sit at his right and his left hand. But this one leaned on his bosom. This one was closer than the other. Go to 24. Simon therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He then lying on Jesus' breast or his bosom said unto him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of sin. So apart from the three, there was one that literally leaned into Jesus. Others will see, this one will find no place. He will come and make body contact. Eh? Okay, it's also in John 19. 
uh, the same account. Okay, John 19:26. Okay, let's see it. Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, the disciples standing by, whom he loved. He said unto his mother, Mother, behold thy son. It was, to, yes, the same person. Yes, he, he handed over his mother, care of his mother to that disciple. He saw that this one loved him. This one would take care of my mother. You know that Jesus had relatives. You know he had other I know that brothers and sisters. But he did not. And after this scripture, after this scripture, I think this, uh, verse 20. Yeah. It said, Then said he to the disciple, Yeah, behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Mary moved into John's house and left the rest of the children. It's a matter of love. It is God responds to how much love you have for him. It is not just because he looked at some faces and he hated some people and he chose. No, God does not do that. He looked at the heart. You know, I sit in my house and Marachi will be there. I love all of them. I hope none of you will. will. I hope you will not misunderstand what I'm about to say. Go. Huh? Lift up your hand and say, I will not misunderstand. I have these three children. But there is one of them. Everywhere you see, she will come and put her body on your body. Abuma is like that. She will just come and come to your body. Come to your body. He will come and remind her that he is the last boy. Amachi is different. Amachi will not go, but Amachi will sit down. Any word that comes out of your mouth, you'll be surprised. Amachi will play it back for you. If, you're, if you come to my house, be careful what you say when Amachi is around. <laughs> It shows her intelligence because she pays attention to any little word. Imagine you look at my face, come to me and tell me, Daddy. I say, what is it? I say, you're not happy. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you know? He said, I can see your face. You cannot hide it from me. <laughs> you see, close observation to to even my facial expressions. Imagine if we follow God like that. Imagine if we get close. So much that when God is not happy, you pick it up in the spirit. If God has a need, you pick it up in the spirit and you do something about it immediately. It's the heart of love that attracts the presence of God. And this morning, on Wednesday, I will look at the, the different factors that makes people come closer to God and God come closer to them. Okay, one of them is worship. 
Can we grow up from praying bani bani prayers? We know what is called bani bani prayers. Each time you come before God, my Father, thank you, Lord. Father, I need, I need, I need. Father, two has finished. Father, Mia Karakashi has finished. Father, this, Father, that. Each time you come to God, you come with a list. Father, Ba Nama Mia. Father, Ba Magi. Father, Naso Chikilishi. All manner of things. When will you? It is. I don't know how to express this. And this is the last thing I will say. I would like you to practice coming before the presence or kneel down and, and bring no need and just worship him. Okay, try that and see whether those needs will not be met. Just spend time and adore him. It is true love you get your needs met. Even for us who are married, it is not by telling the woman, I love you, love you. Just show her love. Once she knows that you love her, you will get the things. If it's the best soup she will cook it, share Sister Sarah. <laughs> I didn't use Sister Emma, I used Sister Sarah. If I use Sister Emma, you say, hey, this one will say yes. Let me ask another person. You will just see that the things, because the person will also respond. And the person will say, okay, what are the things you like? I said, we'll do it for you. If you just come and worship God, just make a habit of praising and worshiping Him. Father, you will see that before you even open your mouth, the name, God will just sit in heaven and say, uh -huh. um, Angel Gabriel, read his book. What does he need? Take it to him. Take it to him. But if your habit, if God knows that your habit is Every morning. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, Lord, this day, I want, I decree, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the appearance of Kilishi. Because I don't know what it is about meat. Meat with people. Meat. Is meat. You know, there's a man that brings you to FCE. And you see how people follow him like flies. Ah, and I'm wondering what is in Kilishi. If you see where they make Kilishi, you won't want to eat it. I said in Sokoto. They'll just put it in the sun. All the flies will gather on top of it. And then they sprinkle oil. They put it on. And then after they, they, then they transfer it to to one place where the light is simmering gently under. That is if the sun does not finish dry. Because there is one that the sun dries alone. And they sell it to you. And all the flies have okay, pissed on it, defecated on it, everything. And then they pour oil on it and they give you... <laughs> Raw meat. Harumanajiwe. Where soon I get out of the Kilishi? Yes, because I am 
approached one of them. I, I said, what is this, this cliche? He laughed. He said, we use it to gather out. If you buy cliche and take home, that means out yahadu. I don't understand that mentality. What is it? You starve the woman, starve the family, but you bring home Kilishi, then everything is okay. I asked him, is that so? He said, yes, it works. I should try it. I said, don't be me and you. So spend time. Please, just cultivate the habit of just spending time and fellowshipping with him. If you have a father... Mr. Chico, I'll take my hand and come now. Come. Oh, you used to take time to stand up. As tall as you are, you're still on top of one. <laughs> uh -huh. stand here. Imagine I am your son. And I have a habit of only coming to you when I need something. I wake up in the morning, I don't greet you. I don't come and even check on you to find out, uh, how are you doing? I only come when I need something. So each time I call, or maybe I don't even come, but I only call you on phone. Each time you see my call, you know I have a need. Is that a good relationship? Even when the person is doing that, will you be happy doing it? No. But that son or that daughter that, uh, Mommy, no, no, I just called to greet you. How are you? Mommy, okay. Okay, mommy, just describe your face for me today. You're like, ah, ah, my face is the way it is now. No, mommy, tell me now. Are you smiling? Okay, how much smile? You know, there are some little, little nothings that are the hallmark of love. This to the early in the morning. change as from today in the name of Jesus okay get closer don't be a stranger to your father how can you be a stranger is there anyone here who is a stranger to his early father but even if you are a stranger to your early father because we have all manner of terrible relationships here on earth our father in heaven is, is much more important The Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. Because of our time, maybe we'll just conclude on one day. I want us to pray. I want to ask us to do something. Please don't be angry with me, but that's how the Holy Spirit is laying it in my heart. Can we all get on our knees? Anywhere you are, except if you're above 60 and, and you can't kneel. But every one of us, can we just get on our knees?
And there are only two things we will say. We will say, Father, we are sorry in the way we have related to you. As from this moment, I make a covenant of love with you. And then begin to express your love. It's not just the expression that will end now. It will continue even after you leave here. Open your mouth and tell him that you're sorry. The way you've related with him thus far. You have not read his word enough. We have not. Muslims pray five times and we hardly pray two times a day. We hardly. And those two times, most times, are even emergency prayers. Okay, five times. Even if, even if they have a business, they close the door. They shut it. They face whatever direction they face. They show their devotion. It is one thing that is worthy of emulation. The devotion. I want you to make a new covenant. A covenant of a father and a son. A covenant of love with the Lord. Say, Lord, as from this moment, as from this very moment, okay, my heart would truly long for you, not my lips, my heart. I will long for you from a heart of love. I will love you indeed. I will look for your presence. I will create time, intentionally create time to be with you. He ordained the twelve that they might be with him. Love is the secret to getting your prayers answered. Love is the secret that releases the miracles. It's the love you show him. It's the love that is pouring out from your heart that he, that he blesses, that he multiplies. It's how much you love him that he will bring you close. Try it today. Try loving him and see whether miracles will not abound in your life. Try him and see whether the revelations and the visions will not multiply. The Father is, 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 is waiting for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth with a heart of love. A heart that is passionate for him. And as you're kneeling, if you know that there is anything in your life that will even make him not to listen to the prayer, can you say, my father, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I am a malfunctioning product. I am one. I am a son that has gone astray. Please have mercy on me. I've heard your word this morning and my heart is broken in love. My heart aches that I have not loved you. You loved me so much you gave your only begotten son for me. 
The greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. What love have you shown him? What love have we shown him in return? It's time to surrender your heart to him. Jesus name. Father, we step into the courts of heaven right now. We bring repentance before you. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your compassion. Lord, whatever it is in our lives that comes from our life, the foundations of our life, comes from our bloodlines and make us run away from your presence and stay far away from you. We are really sorry. We ask for the blood of Jesus to cleanse us, cleanse our bloodlines. That spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of the dragon that tells us that we can live independent of you that ancient spirit that walked in the life of adam and eve that makes us to know things want to do things by ourselves without you wherever it is embedded in our dna let your mercy find us this morning we repent we ask that you take it away Remove it from our lives. Remove it from our DNA. In the name of Jesus. Lord, whatever be the fear of you that makes us to want to run away from your presence, we command that fear to leave us alone. And we close that door. In the name of Jesus. My Father, help us to be hungry for you. You said that blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Lord, you are our original maker. And it is in you we live and move and have our being. Without you, we cannot exist. Without you, we can do nothing. You are our very life. Draw us to yourself, my Father. Holy Spirit, help us. We cannot do it by ourselves. It is by your grace and your mercy that we can draw closer to you. Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, we need your help. Reveal Jesus to us. Reveal the Father to us. That we will long for him. Our heart will pant after him. As a heart panted after the water. Let our spirit pant for you. Let our soul pant for you, O oh God. 
O living God. Thank you for this word this morning. From today, Lord, we take a quality decision to run after you, to seek for you, that we may find you, to go closer and closer and closer to you. Lord, we step out of the courts into our bodies and we implement this covenant in our souls, in our physical, in our environment, in our vicinity, that let there be a turning around right now, a turning around. From now, our attitude to you and to the things of God will change. Thank you for this transformation, dear Holy Spirit. We are grateful. Thank you for your servant whom you have used. Lord, I ask that you reveal yourself to him in a greater dimension next time. You will still use him in a greater way. And bless him. Because he that watereth shall be watered. Thank you for the rest of the service. We commit everything into your mighty and able hands. Holy Spirit, help us today. And let Jesus alone be glorified and magnified. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord.